At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. After a whopping one day off, we are back to our podcast here. Sam Purley, lead writer for Hornets.com, back with me again here for a Two Sams edition of the HHC. We're talking All-Star Game, which was really spectacular. Team LeBron defeats Team Durant, including LaMelo Ball, 163-160. to We'll talk about LaMelo's performance, the overall game itself, and Getting to see the 75th anniversary team up there for the most part on one stage, that was really special as well. Sam Purley, let's start off with the Charlotte Hornets representative, though, LaMelo Ball. And the biggest takeaway for me was how well he fit into that grouping. And he so effortlessly seems to fit into any situation involving basketball, but here for the first time with the best in the game he didn't look uncomfortable at any point he didn't look overwhelmed nothing was too big for him and he didn't try and push anything either it just was effortless it was a lamello performance and he was brilliant scoring 18 points which was the third highest total on his team team durant 
Yeah, that was a lot of fun to watch. And kudos to LaMelo. I mean, you hit it right on the head. I think he looks super, super comfortable. And that, that's awesome to see, particularly you kind of go into these things and he's young and you don't really know kind of how the pecking order plays out with some of the guys that have been there seven, eight, nine times already. And, you know, I think having the Rising Stars game on Friday helped get his feet wet a little bit, helped get him comfortable. I never felt like there was any nerves for him, but you never really know how these things play out. But I love the all-star format that they've kind of gravitated towards the last couple of years with the players picking teams and then doing the uh you know this year was the kobe bryant inspired elam ending so i think every quarter was super competitive playing for charity so fun one to end on a really really cool obviously hornets present all-star weekend for sure we'll talk more about the the game itself next segment but sticking with Lamelo here he has the fourth best field goal percentage on his team behind only rudy gobert who is only dunking joel Embiid, who is mostly dunking and Zach Levine, who there's no shame behind Zach Levine, but, you know, outdueling a lot of other guys on that team, Durant, uh, with his shooting performance. And that was from the field overall from three. He was really strong out there. Uh, not exactly Steph Curry, but who is? But LaMelo Ball, four for eight, second best three-point percentage on his team behind only Joel Embiid. What did you think of his shooting performance? Really good. I mean, he's shooting confident. And, you know, there is obviously kind of an entertained value to these all-star games but the way he was able to kind of go out there i mean nothing looked overwhelming nothing looked pressure packed i mean it's it's fun but you can really tell that you know as the game kind of picks up and gets to the end and gets into the fourth quarter that something kind of turns on with a lot of guys and i thought one thing that really stood out to me that was really cool is and i don't really know necessarily how eric spolster and the coaches like determine lineups and rotations i think they go in with sort of a set plan and you know, they kind of just stay out of the way a little bit. But Lamella was closing the fourth quarter there. That was really cool to be, you know, didn't necessarily start it, obviously, but to finish and to close it and to be right there in the end, I think was was pretty cool for, for the Hornets and for Lamello especially. Yeah, that is something I was not expecting and wanted to talk about. Well, what does that signify to you? Because it traditionally and they even talked about it a little bit on the broadcast, there, there's always been a pecking order in the All-Star game, that if it's your first year uh, in the game, you know, you're going to get some run out there, but you know, you're know you not going to get the same number of minutes, same number of shots to close the game, to play in the most impactful portion of it in terms of uh, getting money to charity and, and the time they're really playing the hardest, to have him get the nod over John Morant, to have him end up playing more minutes than Trey Young does. What does that signify to you about how either Eric Spolstra or the coaching staffs or the league or his teammates see LaMelo, who is the youngest player in this game since LeBron and the fourth youngest in the history of the game. Yeah, you know, I'm not really exactly sure, like I said, how they determine who's going to be in the closing lineups for the for the All-Star game. I think it's kind of just a feel who's, you know, obviously played well and maybe it's whoever does the best over the first three quarters. That obviously will probably factor in and I think LaMelo certainly played a role or fit into that group you know started the game really well and kind of earned that those minutes towards the end of the fourth quarter when kind of the spotlight is on and i love the way it kind of ramps up there at the end it's a lot of fun there's definitely a lot of highlights but i love when it kind of gets into those last few possessions you can see the competitor in every guy okay now we're now it's time to win this thing so i thought it was cool and obviously a great event great format and the fact that Lamelo was kind of on there on the court at the very end when it got decided was pretty cool well coming up next we will talk about the game itself the mvp Steph Curry, game-winning shot for LeBron James in his return to Cleveland, and uh, really an outstanding all-star game in terms of entertainment value, but I can't uh, speak highly enough about how 
well LaMelo Ball represented himself, his family, his franchise, the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, just a brilliant, brilliant performance. 18 points, three rebounds, three assists, three steals. He was special. He was entertaining. He was everything an All-Star is supposed to be and more. And we believe this is the first of many, many All-Star games to come for LaMelo Ball. Coming up next, though, we talked about the game itself with Sam Purley. That's next here on the Hornets Hivecast. I could have gotten my hearing aids anywhere, but going to a doctor who could find a set that fit my lifestyle was a good idea. Music sounds as clear now as when I listen to it on cassette tapes. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates offers a wide variety of hearing aids. With affordable pricing and credit options, our patients can find hearing care that is right for them. Hear like you once did. Call 704-295-3000 to schedule an appointment. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. They just make sense. Sam Farber, Sam Perley here with you on the HHC, the all-star game in the books. Team LeBron winning 163-160. to LaMelo and Team Durant made it interesting. The Elam ending, which is basically playing to a target score rather than the end of a time period, provided another brilliant finish. And there were a couple of storylines there in that final period. One was who was going to win it. Second was who was going to make the winning shot because that's usually a favorite for MVP. And the third was could Steph Curry break the all-star game scoring record? Didn't quite. He ended up with only 50 points, but 17 made field goals, 16 made threes, and the made non-three-pointer, the the rainbow floater, was as impressive as anything we saw all night from him, and everything he did was impressive. I I thought it was a brilliant, brilliant game from North Carolina's own Stephen Curry, uh, one of the more entertaining in recent memory. Yeah, obviously with having LaMelo in here, I'm a little bit more tuned into the All-Star game, but uh, with the way Steph, the way he can just get hot, and I think it was kind of in that third quarter, he hit at least three three in a row or four out of five in a row on a possessions, and he's pulling up from the logo and just doing that dribble sidestep, and you're like, okay, he's, he's starting to feel it. These are like kind of one of those vintage Steph Curry, and granted, yes, no, it's the All-Star game, but to hit 16 of 27 three-pointers, doesn't matter what the format is necessarily, because some of these are from way, way, way downtown. I thought it was really 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 cool i was hoping he, he could take down that record because i think it's obviously it'd just be cool to see history and uh you know did break the three-pointers record i believe he hit the all-star game career three-pointers record as well something in in the 40s but yeah that's that's a cool one especially for you know to circle back to Lamelo a little bit to say you were on the court while that was going down or at the game when that one was going down and then obviously tying the 75th anniversary we'll get to i mean that was a really really you know that's awesome i mean it's what's what you're what you're going to see when you bring the best basketball players together in the world you're going to get performances like that well, and, and LaMelo was Ding him up there at the end, keeping him from the record and uh, trying to keep Team LeBron from winning the game. The shot at the end was was very impressive from LeBron. You know, that, that was at a point because of the Elam ending that everyone is actually playing basketball. But Steph Curry stood out. You know, the, the way the All-Star game works now, the lack of defense, the, the free runs, the highlight dunks, which in many cases, if not all cases, are better than the dunk contest itself. You know, the Giannis Antetokounmpo's, the Joel Embiid's. They're spectacular players, but I I hate to say it's boring watching him dunk, but it's not as entertaining as watching Steph Curry from half court and then not even watch the ball go through the cylinder or a similar one from the sideline. Yeah, 
I think it, it's kind of like something like a little bit cooler about, okay, this is a guy that's breaking the record. He's taking nothing but shots that are right inside the half court line and long threes and things like that, as opposed to just get the ball down low and it's just dunk after dunk after dunk. So not to diminish anybody's records or performances, because obviously scoring 50 points in an all-star game is tremendous, but I think it would have been cooler just from my personal opinion to see a guy break this strictly shooting threes. And I think he ended up with 16 threes. So he hit one shot that wasn't a three-pointer of the shots of the 17 of 30 only one was a two-pointer and like you said i think was that floater towards the end so definitely cool i'd love to know what his thought process was going into it it was a spectacular performance well earned for him uh, to be the mvp of the game I'm a big fan of the Elam ending. I used to work the the TBT, the basketball tournament, where they first kind of instituted that in a, a major national showcased type of forum. Nowhere near as big as the NBA All-Star game, but it, it was a, a, a neat way to end games, a neat way to draw attention. And I think it has really revitalized this All-Star game. I think there's always a danger of, of pushing too far, trying too hard to make the All-Star game something it's not. You know, it is special for some of the up and down free flow. Uh, I think it does get boring when it just becomes a, a all right your turn to dunk then my turn to dunk then your turn to dunk type of contest and it also quite frankly can become a little boring when it's let's all just have a, a collective three-point shooting contest regardless of who has the basketball as well um, but I think overall this game had a lot of entertainment value I think players like LaMelo are trying to throw crazy assists and, and make these passes that make it more entertaining as well. While there's part of me that wants it to be as competitive as it was back in the 90s, it, it's just not going to be. And and to get that kind of action, whether it's just for the last five minutes in the, in the fourth quarter for the Elam ending or the final 45 seconds of each quarter, I, I think I'm good with that. As badly as I, I wish, you know, some of these all-star games could really be competitive games at all times they're just not going to be and I think we just have to enjoy them for what they are yeah absolutely I couldn't agree more it's you know it's always going to you kind of have to find the balance a little bit between making sort of free-flowing entertainment because that's what it is it's a show it's you know obviously to bring fans and to celebrate the best basketball talent in the league so you want to see that kind of style of play you want to see the dunks you want to see the long threes you want to see fast possessions and a lot of scoring it's like it's like the home run derby for baseball a little bit you just want to see big time highlights and everything like that but you know they've done a good job i think in recent years obviously instituting the charity element was is huge and kind of getting that involvement winning the quarters and they've kind of tinkered with it a little bit they obviously we talked about it the other day with the rising stars kind of tinkering with that format and just making it as competitive as possible but also not sacrificing any sort of that free-flowing entertainment up and down fast-paced kind of action that fans really want to see and that's what it's about it's a fans game right now and i think the players i think they've done a good job too of kind of bringing a little bit more you know, competitive fire to this one while not taking away from a lot of the fun stuff. So I'm happy. I loved it. I thought it was great. And, and top of with the Rising Stars games and then this one, the All-Star game as well. I mean, they're all really competitive games. So uh, a lot of fun to watch for sure. It was an outstanding game. Amazing performance by Steph Curry, a well-earned MVP. I thought LeBron really good too, that clutch shot. That was kind of fitting for him to win it uh, in a return to Cleveland. That was a lot of fun as well. And LaMelo Ball, really shine brightly on a court full of stars he absolutely stood out but the best thing for me from all-star weekend was getting to see that 75th anniversary team come together we will talk about that next here on the hornet's hivecast brought to you by senta 
Hornets fans, make sure you download the Hornets app this season for an enhanced game day experience. The Hornets app is your home for the game day digital program with all the information on your favorite team and giveaways every game day. You'll also find predictive games, mobile food ordering, and even a wallet for your NFTs. Download the Hornets app today. Sam Farber, Sam Perley, a two Sams edition of the Hornets Hivecast here for you today. Sam, a, a brilliant all-star game for LaMelo Ball. He absolutely fit in and shined brightly out there on a floor full of all-stars. Uh, he is a, a superstar, and if it needed to be reassured to everyone just how great he was, he did that and then some with what he pulled off on that all-star game floor uh, on Sunday. But... My favorite moment from the All-Star game was halftime, getting to see the legends of the game come together again, very much like they did for the 50th anniversary team 25 years ago. There were some absences, obviously, 75 years of basketball. Some of the players from uh, you know generations gone by are, are just not with us anymore. And there were a few people that opted not to come, but at the end of the day, the final name called the greatest of all time. Michael Jordan takes the stage and watching Cleveland erupt and feeling the NBA world erupt, getting to see him. Uh, it was a special moment to see all of those great stars up there on that stage at one time. Yeah, really, really cool. And it's it's crazy as well because myself personally and probably you included, you know, we kind of, there's a lot, so many guys that were included in this are guys we grew up watching or guys that are, you know, they've got the, the jacket on and they are playing in the game right now. You're just throwing on. I thought you hit some guys in suits and then you have some guys that are just throwing the jacket on over their warm-ups right now because they're in the middle of halftime. So it's really, really cool to kind of see that blend of, you know, guys that have you know started things off way back in the 50s and 60s and then kind of carried it through the 80s and 90s until, you know, we are growing up and watching it. And now the guys that are playing right now and guys in this game, then when they're doing it, you know, 100th anniversary celebration in, in 25 years, years are going to be part of it too so it's really really awesome like you said to kind of step back and see sort of the historical significance of, of some of the guys who were there and remember because i recently wrote a piece on glenn rice and the last time the game was in cleveland they did the 50th anniversary and there was i think only three of the 47 all-time players couldn't make it. i think two were having some sort of surgery and then one had passed away kind of early pete maravich and now like you said it's it the more the game has grown the more you're, you're they're not with us anymore but you know, you've, the current stars and everything like that and are just kind of adding and growing to the legacy. So really, really cool to kind of honor those from the past, those from the present, and then, like we said, talking about the All-Star game, those in the future as well. And not to be morbid, but there there is a, an understanding that, you know, Father Time waits for no one that when we, we come back for the 100th anniversary and they try and assemble this team again, uh, that a, a number of the stars won't be there that were the foundational pieces of the NBA and that, you know, that that stage, that moment might be the greatest assembly of talent the NBA has ever seen. Another part of it, Sam, is that, you know, you're asking players who maybe have no part in the game other than that moment going up on a stage 
to fly to Cleveland in the middle of February when you could be doing something else with your family or or a vacation or whatnot and, and show up and, and be applauded. But to see how much it meant to those fans, to feel it again, how much it meant to me. I'm not even there. And, and it meant a ton to me to see them all up on the same stage. Just want to applaud all the players, uh, particularly Michael Jordan, the greatest of all time, for being there, for, for giving us all that moment. That was special. Extremely well put together, well done halftime show and overall show there for that all-star game and all-star weekend i thoroughly enjoyed it michael jordan all he had to do was smile and wave and and he stole the show his greatness is undeniable and it was so special to see him atop that stage of the nba 75th anniversary team and then Lamelo ball the future of the game to see him shine so brightly in that all-star game with living legends like steph curry and lebron james and and all the guys on his team uh, that are such immaculate stars. Joel Embiid had a great game, um, but LaMelo stood out. He was probably uh, solidly in, in most people's top five, I would think. They're objectively looking at the game, how players looked, how they performed, how they fit in. Uh, LaMelo Ball, he's probably not anyone's number one on this day uh, with the way Steph Curry performed and some of the others out there. But I don't see him being out of too many people's top five, Sam Perley. I like it. Yeah, absolutely. If we have a uh, all All Star twenty twenty two team out of the uh, you know whatever it was twenty guys are on there, I like it too. You know, it's just it, it's crazy because you, you go into this thing and you're kind of it's awesome to be there, but you also you know it's it was such a you know kind of cool moment for him to get there and to get there even if it took an extra try, but to to uh to get there you just want your guys to go there your guy in this case to go there and play well and play well for the nba and show them that this is not only deserved but to kind of make a statement because you're representing you know he's obviously representing himself but he's representing the hornets representing the city of charlotte to have uh, a homegrown star and i say homegrown loosely because he just he's only been here for he hasn't even grown that much he's only been here for a year and a half to to have him go out and represent your organization your city um in such a professional exciting captivating manner and be a guy that you really want to watch and and players around the league and fans around the league want to watch it all-star weekend and to kind of be there in the end is is really really cool and like you said i I don't think this is going to be the last all-star game appearance i think this is going to be hopefully a regular thing that we are doing and watching for for many februaries to come already looking forward to seeing him in 2023 in Salt Lake City. Well, between now and then, some work still to be done for the Hornets. They've got a playoff push to make here, and that will start on Friday. We will have, of course, a preview podcast for that one. We are going to take a couple more days off. Yeah, it, it feels a little bit, Sam Perley, like you know the the old footage of you know you're in a, a warehouse or some kind of construction site, and it's like oh, 125 days without an incident. Then we ripped it off to zero uh, with our one day off here, whopping one day off the other day. But we are going to take a couple more between now and the resumption of this season. We'll be back though on Thursday for a special edition of the Hornets Hivecast, talking to Hornets president of basketball operations and general manager Mitch Kupchak. He'll be our guest on Thursday. We look forward to having that conversation and bringing it to all of you. Till then, a big thank you to Sam Purley, lead writer for Hornets.com, for joining us again here on the Hornets Hivecast. Yes, thank you for having me. And uh, we got the taste of the one-day break. Get a little bit more, and, and like we got to rest up, too, for this these last 22 games. So uh, I can't wait to 
like I said, be along for the ride, hopefully, and, and make that playoff push. You will be on a lot of the podcasts for it, too. No mistake about it. Uh, thanks as well to Rob Longo, our producer, who definitely needs the break as well. Rob, enjoy the breather. Most of all, thanks to all of you for tuning in. For everyone here, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you with us celebrating this All-Star Weekend, and we will talk to you on Thursday with Hornets General Manager Mitch Kupchak right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit hornets.com.